0: Hey, I'm Harsh, and you're listening to It's That Easy, brought to you by Zed Medium. This podcast is going to be your guide to startups and a hub for discussion of new ideas. 30 minutes of pure conversations with startup founders delivered to you as it was intended. Yep, that's about it for now. Let's begin. So let's begin with your name and what is it that you do? Hi, hi Harsh. Thanks for inviting me uh, to, to the podcast. My
1: name is Harshil Jain, and uh, uh, I am the founder and CEO for DoCare. My my background is I am a I am a trained healthcare professional, or rather, I was a trained healthcare professional. Last I practiced was internal medicine till two thousand and six. Then I stopped practicing medicine. Uh, did two startups first in the health tech and big data space for North American market. Second in the healthcare communication space for Asian market. Uh, did well, uh, got decent exits, made some money hmm. then decided to move to advertising. still don't know why, but I did
2: hmm.
1: and spent seven years at a large uh, agency in global leadership roles across multiple continents started with Asia, then moved to Europe and Middle East and then moved to to us full circle and then decided did some amazing work worked with all possible. Uh, big pharma brands, Mm. I decided to quit to Mm. solve one of the unsolved problem of pharmaceutical marketing,
2: Mm. which is
1: how to engage with physicians on digital in a measurable and a transparent Mm. manner. And hence, Docare was born about three years ago.
0: Okay, so uh, you were in internal medicine before this, right? You mentioned you were practicing internal medicine. Yeah, so I want to take a step back and ask you what made you want to leave that altogether and venture into something new? Yeah, so I call it uh,
1: serendipity. It just happened uh, Hmm. that see, I was very passionate about practicing the most advanced form of medicine. Hmm. And while I was in India doing my med school, I researched on white mice for three years. Hmm. Uh, The time which I could have spent hanging out with girls or with spending time in cafeterias. Hmm. I decided to work on these white mice to to do an experiment Hmm. so that I can improve my chances to practice medicine in a country where medicine is so advanced, which was Hmm. US. And when I reached there, when I started practicing there, Mm. I realized that I'm practicing. I have I have started using my uh, brain a lot lesser, right? Mm. Because I'm thinking at a spinal level. Everything is so driven by protocols, processes, right? You mm. don't really have to touch the patient. If a mm. patient comes with pain abdomen, mm. my response would be, okay, order a CT abdomen. I would not even touch the patient, try to use my knowledge and experience to find mm. out the diagnosis. Mm. Not something which I wanted to do and that kind of led me to explore what else can I do where I can use my my creative energies uh, do something better where maybe I'm not uh, taking care of a patient but maybe I'm taking care of a population now.
2: Hmm.
0: Okay so you then move to two startups as you mentioned and then you move to advertising right and that's the area that DoCare is also covering so I want to start with what is it that Docare does? If you had to explain it to say a fifteen-year-old, yes. Uh, so fifteen-year-old. So I have a seven-year-old, and okay. they are so smart these
2: hmm.
1: days, hmm. right? So fifteen-year-old never underestimate a fifteen-year-old now. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we do, right? So we do messaging to healthcare professionals when a brand wants to talk to a doctor
2: hmm. right,
1: through digital media. They come to us and our technology facilitates that. Think of us as Google AdSense
0: built exclusively for the life sciences and pharmaceutical industry. Ah, interesting. And how did you think of this idea? Was there a particular gap in the market that you knew existed back when you were working in those startups? Like how did this realization come yeah. in? Back in my advertising days, hmm. And uh, uh,
1: so I was at McCann Health and hmm. where... Uh, I had the opportunity to work on both the pharmaceutical brands as Mm. well as consumer healthcare brands. Mm. So when we need to reach the target audience for a consumer healthcare brand, I could see that we have so much data through which we can create campaigns. We get data back to see what is working, what is not, then Mm. take decisions to optimize those campaigns even further, right? Reach them at places where it works the most. While on the pharmaceutical side, when we used to create campaigns for physicians, right? It was working in a very, very traditional manner where you would send an email to the agency. Can you do this for us? Mm. They will then talk to various publisher partners, right? And then those publisher partners would come back with a proposal. Agency will compile all of them together. Then you take a decision. And that's how the campaign performance also works, right? So you would see a report after a month or maybe three months, you would not know what is the overlap in the audience between different platforms. And when you get the reports back, they all come in different formats, shapes and sizes. Hmm. So I used to call it more like a black box
2: hmm. right,
1: where you don't know what's happening.
0: You put in dollars, get few slides out, money burnt. Hmm. Uh, Okay, so back when you also left and you decided to start this venture, did you start it all by yourself or did you have any co-founders with you in this journey? Uh, yeah, so I did start with uh, some partners. So it was a journey, right? So
1: hmm. some people did join early on hmm. and, and then kept moving out as we didn't move forward. So yeah. startup is, is a journey, yeah. right? There are a lot of people who come along, some stay, some will stay till the end, but hmm. some
0: may decide to follow get off in between. Yeah, so you started in 2019? 2019, that's right. 2019, right? So it's been roughly four years now. So uh, it's three years, 2019, Hmm. You just registered the company,
1: we started, we Hmm. launched in March 2020.
0: Okay, so in this journey, I'm sure that you've had a lot of problems that you must have come across right as you you yourself mentioned people came in and they left midway and that's that's basically the journey of any startup out there so how did you deal with that because at that point of time you're also at a stage where you're seeing if your product is the market fit so when there's so much going on you need to be confident in the product so how did you deal with that yeah lots of very very unique problems which we Hmm. didn't even think or anticipate right
1: Hmm. I remember one problem right? mm. in the very early days. Uh, first customer, mm. right? And, and someone stole sixty thousand dollars from our account, right? We were we were a victim of a payment fraud, oh. right? And and I know I was in vacation. I was at Niagara Falls, and we mm. got this news, mm. so rushed back to New Jersey, mm. and then uh, got in touch with FBI. Uh, went to see the police station in US for the first time, right? So mm. a very, very interesting and New experience. experience which I'll never, never, ever forget. Mm. Right? And so FBI agent, we were told, forget the monies. These frauds are very common. And yeah, so forget the money. It has now gone, right? But but we were uh, very kind of adamant and was a lot of perseverance that we shown. Mm. We managed to get the money back. Hmm. It took us four months to get it back. So I think my learning there was uh, that be prepared for problems, right? No journey in life is without problems.
2: Hmm.
1: Right? Continue to push, push and push for the right thing to happen and it will eventually happen. Right? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. things happen early, sometimes
0: it take a little time, but it's the patience that pays. Yeah, so this... This is if if I had to put it in a very simple bordered bracket. This is your first negative experience, right? If I was to talk about your first positive experience, that just simply justifies everything that you have been working for till now. What was that experience? Lots, right?
1: And hmm. it is more of an outlook hmm. how you look at any any experience. I right? am hmm. a firm believer of destiny, hmm. and and I believe whatever happens. Happens for a reason, right? Like this entire episode that I narrated, right? Mm. The good thing that happened was we got the money back, right? Mm. But even, even better thing that was was the learning that we mm. need to now protect our systems, mm. right? How this entire fraud happens, right? We kind of elevated our entire security profile. So this mm. was very early days. Mm. It helped us in creating our systems even better, preparing for the future, mm. So this is, this is a learning experience. I call this a university. There is mm-hmm. no bigger university than the university of startup.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, back when you started, there was not much competition, but I was just going through online and there are some competitors now who I will not be naming. But just to understand your thinking of this, how do you think you're better than the competition? Uh,
1: it's a very, very interesting question is... Mm-hmm. Uh, we technically don't have any competition,
2: hmm.
1: right? Even now, hmm. I know there are players who are who have started talking about what we do as what they do, yeah. but they really don't, don't do what we do, right? Okay. And we don't do what they do, right? There is a, not even 1% overlap between our service offerings with our competition, hmm. but this is the situation now, right? Hmm. Competition would be brewing somewhere in some part of the world, for sure. Hmm. Hmm. We can never avoid competition. Right? One thing which we have always believed right, is focus on your customer, hmm. not on your competitor. If you keep focusing on your customer, if you solve your the real problem your customer has, your hmm. customers are happy, should never be worried about anything else.
0: That's nice to hear. So I also these are I'm segregating it into two questions. So the first one would be that I saw that your team is mostly global, like there are people from all over the world. So how did you think of doing that? And the second one, the follow up would be where all do you offer your services? Are they worldwide as of now? Or are they area specific? Yeah, great. So I think uh, it happens, right? So mm. in startup, when you
1: keep doing things, things keep happening on its own
2: yeah
1: uh, when we became a global organization we didn't even realize like we became uh, one of the youngest organizations to to start our dei initiative yeah. diversity equity and inclusion initiative hmm. otherwise it's a thing of thing of the large organizations right yeah. but we had to do this because we became too diverse too soon with people in different markets different cultures coming hmm. together we had to come forward to to do that,
2: hmm.
1: and we are uh, uh, we started with Asia, right? India, hmm. then moved to US, then we moved to UK, and then Europe, then to Middle East, right? And now this year we are thinking of launching in few more Asian countries,
2: hmm.
1: right? So our footprint would be approximately about fifteen countries as of now and growing at a fast pace. Again, uh, we are doing this uh, because we still believe we are first movers
0: in the space. Mm. So still trying to lose a lot of sleep and a lot of air to protect <laughs> Yeah, so so was this a part of the plan going global or is this something that happened very naturally and then you realize that, oh, this has a good edge to it. Let's just continue with this. So being becoming a global organization was always...
1: Uh, part of the plan. Hmm. Uh, so one way you think about is when you think about entering a market, like right, hmm. that you will have your own office in that market, you will have our own people in those market and that's how you expand hmm. the market. Hmm. right? Uh, and that was our plan initially. But then when we started working, we realized we already have reach in these markets hmm. which we are not utilizing. Hmm. Right? Uh, uh, we are getting leads from the pharmaceutical companies who wants to access this reach, could we start helping those brands right away without Hmm. waiting for our physical entry into that market? Hmm. That's how the strategy evolved and we started entering these markets.
0: I also wanted to know what was your first brand? You don't have to name them, but essentially your first customer because I'm sure that the moment... Your all your theory becomes a practical experience. There must have been times where you must have messed up. There is a possible chance. So, what was your first ever transaction like? Yeah, see, it's, it's always right. So,
1: nothing hmm. is perfect in life. Yeah, yeah, and that's what uh, that's the first statement I make to our partners is hmm. we are not perfect. Hmm. Right? We know this is a problem that you have, and we are trying to solve it. We want to solve it together with you. Let's hmm. learn together right in hmm. this journey our submission would be we'll always be honest in this journey
2: hmm.
1: right let's solve this problem together hmm. that has always been my submission so it has always been like a partnership with with all customers
0: you are also one of the fastest growing companies right like in the health tech space so if if i was to ask you what is the one major reason for that what do you think has been the driving force that has you know, put you up in this position?
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: see, my my personal uh, uh, hypothesis there would be, I believe you're solving a real problem.
2: Hmm. Right?
1: And and that is in most cases, the driver for fast adoption. Hmm. Right? There are some factors which I think played in our favor to, to further accelerate this adoption, right?
2: Hmm.
1: One of them was pandemic. Right? Because of the pandemic, sales reps were grounded, events hmm. were canceled. So hmm. there was no other way for pharmaceutical brands to reach out to physicians where we came in to hmm. help. Right. And now if you see a, a, the next story after pandemic is recession.
2: Hmm.
1: So recession is also playing in our favor because we bring more efficiencies and effectiveness to yeah. what they've been doing in the past. Hmm. right? Again, if you like look at a broader story
0: is I think focus on the customer's problem. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, This brings me to one of the questions that I ask every entrepreneur that comes on the show is that what would your advice be to a young entrepreneur who's just starting out? Because from the outside, right, like if I'm talking to you, and if this goes out, it's very easy to say that, oh, it took only two years for them to grow so fast. And it looks like a life of bling and excitement, but it's actually not. It's a lot of hard work tears, sleepless nights. So what would your advice be to someone who's just, you know, starting out? Yeah. So so startups are not easy
1: to make. Hmm. I don't think I will create another one after this. Hmm. It truly it really takes blood, sweat and tears to make it hmm. happen. Right? Hmm. And when I say it, really it makes blood, sweat and tears all three it takes to build a startup. Hmm. My, my advice sir, to budding entrepreneurs would be it's very easy to get distracted Right? When you are solving, trying to solve a problem, trying to build an organization. Uh, because as humans, we always try to follow the path of least resistance. Right, mm. That principle applies to everything. Right? Mm. But if you are really solving for a problem, you have to start walking towards a path of resistance, which no one else has traveled before. Mm. Right? So it's the focus that matters. So don't get distracted with short-term wins. Right? Focus
0: on your objective and keep moving in the right direction. Okay. And looking back, do you think you would have done anything different? And if it would have been something, what do you think you would have done differently? See, we get a lot of opportunities to distract, right? Hmm.
1: Uh, You often get thoughts that what would you do differently, right? Uh, So one of the thoughts I had, Maybe it's the it's the positioning we could have done a little differently, hmm. right? To improve the adoption, hmm. right? Uh, to further improve the adoption, and these hmm. are mainly afterthoughts. Hmm. How you see your potential customers who react to a particular communication? Yeah, not about the product. It's about how you communicate well to your customer so that they are able to relate to that problem.
2: Okay.
0: Interesting. So that brings me to my very last question, which is what is the vision for docare Say five years down the line, 10 years down the line, where do you see it? And are you planning expansion in terms of services? What's the end goal? So, so our vision uh, is to be able to impact cost of healthcare.
2: Hmm.
1: So that was the initial bit from where we started. Hmm. Like Our hypothesis was, Marketing is one of, marketing budgets is one of the biggest contributor to the cost of healthcare. Hmm. And if we are able to bring efficiencies and effectiveness in this budget, Hmm. we'll be able to impact the cost of healthcare, right? So being able to demonstrate visible reductions in the cost of healthcare would be one of the goals and the vision, how we want to impact. Hmm. Because otherwise, 10 years down the line, healthcare would be unaffordable for a lot many people
0: yeah that brings me to the end of this episode i would like to thank you so much for coming on board i really had a good time discussing all this with you and i hope you've enjoyed too yes uh, thank you thank you so much Arch, for inviting me
1: and i really like your name i just have an extra IET. yeah
0: we actually have the same names you're <laughs> harshit jain and i'm harsh jain very interesting <laughs> yeah if you like that what's stopping you from sharing We're at Z Medium on all social media platforms. Don't forget to tag us. Until then, take care and see you next time.